Good evening, everybody. It is 5 p.m. and you're tuned into Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, CFRC.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by CFRC's news collective comprised of Alexandra Fernandez, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Christina Laurie, Zayden Vergara, Erica Singh, Mary McKetty. I'm Alexandra Fernandez, and here is your local news rundown. The following is a press release released by No Clear Cuts Kingston on March 27, 2023. No Clear Cuts Kingston is urging City Council to make the protection and stewardship of nature, specifically trees and wetlands, a priority as they decide next week on the City's strategic priorities for the next four years. This important work, which will deeply impact Kingstonians' future, will take place at St. Lawrence College with the consulting firm Strategy Corp. facilitating the three days of meetings from Tuesday to Thursday this week. Kathleen O'Hara of No Clear Cuts Kingston says, We live in a time when our priorities simply have to reflect the threats we face today. Too many of us have ignored the increasing climate and biodiversity crises for too long. This simply can't continue if we want to maintain a safe, secure community. The United Nations issued a dire warning last week saying that time to stop climate chaos is quickly running out. Significant changes are required immediately if we are to save the planet from worst-case scenarios, increasing deadly and destructive disasters over the next decade. Kingston has experienced damaging flooding, increasing temperatures, spreading Lyme disease, and more. Scientists have proven that such impacts will get worse. O'Hara notes, Kingstonians rely on their elected representatives to protect them from natural and other disasters. Many studies have shown that one very effective way to do this is by maintaining healthy trees and wetlands. The city must act now to make these valuable natural assets a priority. The letter sent to City Council follows. Hello. You have a critical task during your three-day strategic planning meetings this week. We implore you first and foremost to recognize and respond to the climate crisis. According to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, our time to deal with this increasingly deadly crisis is quickly running out. The clock is ticking. We are in the fight of our lives and we are losing. Greenhouse gas emissions keep growing. Global temperatures keep rising, and our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. We are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator, he says. As reported in the Washington Post, the IPCC made this clear a week ago. The world is likely to pass a dangerous temperature threshold within the next 10 years, pushing the planet past the point of catastrophic warming, unless nations drastically transform their economies and immediately transition away from fossil fuels, according to one of the most definitive reports ever published about climate change. Tragically, the deadly and destructive disasters have already begun and are only going to get worse, both for humans and for all species on Earth. We are talking about the survival of our children and grandchildren. If you have a newborn, by its 10th birthday, it will probably be too late. We are also facing a biodiversity crisis. One million of the world's estimated 8 million species of plants and animals are threatened with extinction. The population sizes of wild vertebrates have dropped by an average of 68% in the last 50 years, and the abundance of many wild insect species has fallen by more than half. Our natural world is sounding the alarm, but we aren't listening. Fortunately, there are actions municipalities like Kingston can take to mitigate the many threats. City leaders must adopt a nature-first mindset, doing all that we can to protect and enhance our natural assets. For example, you can and must make decisions that conserve and enhance our trees and wetlands. Quite simply, we need them to protect us. 
Our suggested strategic priority is the appreciation and protection of nature. Two key aspects of this are that the city must protect and enhance its tree canopy. Trees prevent flooding and soil erosion, cool temperatures, provide wildlife habitat, enhance quality of life and mental health, and more. The city still has not produced the updated public tree inventory promised. We need one for private trees as well. There should be a moratorium on the cutting of healthy trees until we have this inventory. No Clear Cuts has identified 20 recent and proposed clear cuts destroying our urban woodlands. This is unsustainable. We need to extend the city's current tree bylaw to include all private lands. Here is what Toronto has to say. It's worth noting that the City of Toronto pays close attention to protecting trees as well as forests in public and private areas and highlights economic, environmental, and social benefits of trees. There are different types of tree permits for residents of the city. These permits were created to protect trees on private property, trees on city streets, trees in ravines, as well as trees in parks in Toronto. Kingston can learn from Toronto and several cities across Ontario, including Ottawa, London, Brampton, Mississauga, Peterborough, and others. The mass planting of new trees is commendable, but they will not grow large enough in the seven critical years we have left to keep world temperatures below the 1.5 degree increase the IPCC has warned us we must not reach. Again, saving city trees must be a priority. The city must protect our wetlands, which is the second ask. Less than 30% of southern Ontario's wetlands remains. We cannot afford to lose more. Wetlands clean the water, mitigate flooding, and support the greatest variety of species. In 2023 and beyond, they will also be our allies in keeping our environments habitable. We hope that Kingston City Council, representing the first Ontario community to declare a climate emergency in March of 2021, will make nature the first and foundational strategic priority through which all other council decisions will be made. We live in a critical time. Please make the best, safest decisions for the city and the planet. Thank you. Again, that was a letter to the City of Kingston sent out by No Clear Cuts Kingston. No Clear Cuts Kingston is an environmental activist group here in Kingston, and the group's name may be familiar to you due to the tannery development. The tannery development would cut down thousands of trees and require digging up about 400,000 tons of earth. No Clear Cuts Kingston sent letters to the city of Kingston to stop this project and also went to a hearing in late February to request party status for the Ontario Land Tribunal hearing that Patriot made a case for because they appealed after the city of Kingston rejected their proposal for this development. The five-week hearing is now scheduled to start on April 5th of 2023. That's it for your local news rundown. Now let's throw it over to Cindy Gibson with our Artist of the Week. Oh, hey, everyone. This is Cindy from the Indie Morning Wake Up Call with your local artist to watch this week. Now, a few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of attending the Kingston Canadian Film Festival. And on the Saturday night, a bunch of musicians, artists, videographers, and local music enthusiasts gathered at the Grand Theatre to watch the premiere of many music videos from our local music community. There was a wide range of music that night, and it was a lot of fun. One of the artists that premiered a video that night was local professional musician Ricky Brandt, a.k.a. Cacao. Now, Ricky was a recipient of the Mayor's Arts Awards in 2021, and you can check that out on YouTube. I would just 
like to remind everyone too that he's a multi-instrumentalist and is known as a really positive and supportive member of our music community here in Kingston. I think that's part of the reason he received the award, but also because of his talent. His new video for Let's Get It, it really stood out for me at the film festival because it's just a great way to experience his talent as the guitar features prominently in the video, but as prominently as the light show, which he is known for. And the inclusion of the members of the Kingston freestyle dance team really hit home for me. So as we play this song, I want you to go back and hit his YouTube channel and actually watch the video as well for Let's Get It because it really does let you know what he's all about. I'm looking forward to see what Cacao comes up with this year. I know he's got a few things in the works, so we are definitely going to be watching him. I'm Cindy from the Indie Wake Up Call. Check in next week for another local artist to watch. Thanks so much. Hi, my name is Erica and welcome to Campus Corner. Here are some campus news headlines for this week. As you may know, last weekend was St. Patrick's Day. Over the duration of the weekend, Kingston police issued 373 court summons and arrests, while bylaw enforcement issued 47 fines, totaling $19,100 during St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the University District, where students were reportedly posing a threat to safety. The University District Safety Initiative was in effect from March 9th to 19th, and the city and police went door-to-door -door in student areas to raise awareness of the risks and expectations. Sindom counselor Connie Glenn noted that students have practically no consequences for their actions and that street parties cut off access to necessary areas. In other news, Queens recently released information of their 2022 student health surveys, which aim to gather information about the health behaviors, attitudes, experiences, and perceptions of their students. A total of 33,720 students responded to the surveys, which consisted of three concurrent surveys conducted between February 15th to March 22nd, 2022, during COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions, with online classes taking place until February 28th. This survey found out that alcohol harm reduction and the ongoing need for health promotion services and peer-led outreach are areas of focus for the university. However, 63% of students agree that the student body's health and well-being are a priority of the university. The surveys also showed that student athletes responded better health than general student population. Additionally, 50% of respondents described their mental health as very good, good, or excellent, and 83% of students feel like they belong at the university. Overall, the findings at the survey were in line with Canadian students' health and well-being related expectations, with increased rates of anxiety and depression and significant reports of binge drinking, the university offers various resources, such as the Sexual Health Resource Centre, and the AMS Peach Market to support their students' health and well-being. Next, Queens has renamed its student residence, formerly known as Albert Street Residence, to Endayon Tiganunsode, the new name which means home. In two indigenous languages, was chosen based on the recommendations from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. The name recognizes the presence of indigenous people and raises visibility in line with the university's strategy to build a diverse, equitable, inclusive, and anti-racist community. 
the naming committee, which consisted of 10 to 12 people, including Indigenous staff, faculty, and students, met frequently over a long period to choose the name. The lobby of the residence will also feature a welcome wall in various languages to enhance inclusivity and diversity. The building opened earlier this year after two long years of construction. Next, AMS staff members were informed of a data breach on Tuesday, revealing that Twitter accounts linked to the AMS emails were compromised and exposed on the dark web. However, the personal breach was not related to AMS account security, but rather occurred on Twitter's side. Personal information such as full names, email addresses, and screen names were potentially exposed. The breach was not unique to the AMS. Several other organizations including Walmart, Amazon, and McDonald's were also affected. The entity responsible for the breach exploited a bug and exposed Twitter application program interface which leaked user data. The AMS IT team responded quickly and advised all departments with a Twitter account registered with an ams.queensu.ca email to update their password information. The AMS has taken multiple cybersecurity measures including administrative blocking mechanisms, multi-factor authentication, and email backup to protect their IT infrastructure. The AMS president recommends enabling multi-factor authentication and using a password manager to protect against social engineering attacks. That's all for Campus Corner today. Thank you so much for listening. This is Chris coming in with your community update for this week. Union Gallery has released a call for artists for Gentle Disruptions. Gentle Disruptions explore small, mundane, or playful acts that intervene in our habits, communal distortions, and systemic biases. Where bold acts are faced with bold resistance, gentle disruptions, on the other hand, can be overlooked and underestimated, easing through nooks and crevices to effect change. Union Gallery invites work that engages a sense of play, of childlike curiosity that is cognizant of the micro-fissures, personal, communal, or institutional. We welcome work from locally-based artists, students of Queen's University, and recent alumni graduating within the last five years. Once again, this is open to student and professional artists based in Cataraqui, Kingston, and the deadline is April 17th, 2023. To learn more about this call and how to submit, you can visit their website at uniongallery.queensu.ca. Canadian Senator to visit Heart Center and kick off year of celebration. The Heart Center is hosting a reception to kick off the organization's 25th anniversary and to welcome the Honorable Patricia Bovey, Senator of Manitoba, who will offer remarks about the milestone and the advancement of inclusive arts across Canada. Through her work in support of inclusive arts in Canada and statements in the Senate chamber, Senator Bovey has helped raise the profile of Heart Center in Kingston, Ontario. The Senator has enthusiastically engaged with participants of Heart Center at future performance events and recognized the programs of Heart Center as best practices in inclusive and accessible arts in Canada. This year, Heart Center is reflecting on how its ripples of inspiration and support of champions have inspired and continue to inspire meaningful change for people with disabilities engaged in arts in Kingston and across Canada. This event will take place at the Heart Center at 237 Wellington Street, Kingston, Ontario on Monday, March 27th at 1 p.m. Remarks will be at 1.30 p.m. and a reception will follow. For more information, you can visit heartcenter.ca. This week, it is Poison Prevention Week. Each year in Canada, over 1,500 people lose their lives and nearly 8,000 are hospitalized due to unintentional poisoning from medications, cleaners, cannabis products, and other household items. 
This National Poison Prevention Week, we encourage Canadians to take careful steps to keep their loved ones safe by learning how to store potential poisons safely to prevent unintentional poisoning, as well as what to do in case a poisoning occurs. Unfortunately, while there are currently nine different phone numbers used to access five poison centers in Canada, many Canadians don't know the phone number for their local poison center or even that the service is available. For this reason, Health Canada has launched a new toll-free number, 1-844-POISON-X or 1-844-764-7669 in collaboration with four Canadian poison centers to make it easier for people in Canada to access critical medical advice for poisonings. We encourage everyone to save this number in their phones and include it in their action plans in the event of a poisoning. This new easy-to-remember toll-free number will save lives while also adding a layer of resilience to our healthcare system by reducing unnecessary visits to hospitals, clinics, and doctor's offices. The current provincial numbers remain in service and Canadians can continue using them. For more information about safely buying, using, storing, and disposing of drugs, health products, and household chemical products, please see the Health Canada website. That's all for your community update this week, and now I'm passing it to Mary with the weather. Thanks so much. I'm Mary McKetty, and this is your CFRC weather report. Monday night, you can expect cloudy conditions, which will become partly cloudy after midnight. Winds will be up to 15 kilometers per hour, and we reach a low of minus 6 with a wind chill of minus 10 overnight. Tuesday morning will be sunny, and we reach a high of plus 7 by the afternoon. Tuesday night, we'll have clear conditions and reach a low of minus 7. Now over to Alex with our traffic report. Thank you so much. I'm Alexandra Fernandez, and here is your weekly traffic report brought to you by the City of Kingston. Just a reminder that reduced load restrictions are in effect in Kingston. Heavy trucks and loads are restricted on city roads where posted until April 30th, 2023. These restrictions help reduce damage to roads in the spring. Lower Brewer Swing Bridge is closed until further notice. Toronto Street from Brock to Johnson will be closed on Wednesday, March 29th from 9am to 3pm for City of Kingston Forestry crews to complete tree pruning on Toronto Street. University Avenue from Union to Earl will be closed until April 31st and Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace remains closed until October 31st, 2023. The School Streets Initiative is still in place. The following streets are closed from 8.40am to 9.10am and 3.20pm to 3.50pm on weekdays until June 29, 2023. McDonnell Street from Earl to Hill and Sydenham Street from Ordnance to Colburn. The Play Street Initiative is also in place. Thomas Street from County to Patrick will be closed 3.30pm to 5.30pm on Mondays until August 28, 2023. The Chown Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is now underway. The work will take place throughout all levels of the building and the work is expected to conclude in late December. The work will be completed in phases to allow the building to remain open to public parking for the duration of the project. However, phased work areas will occupy a maximum of 33% of the available parking stalls at a time, meaning that up to 150 spaces will be out of commission. There is parking availability at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages in two adjacent Fox to the east. Other delays that you can expect this week, Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, you can expect delays. Construction barrels and flag people will direct traffic in and around the work zone. That's it for your weekly traffic report brought to you by the City of Kingston, and now let's throw it over to Mary McKetty with our events calendar. Thank you so much. I'm Mary McKetty, and this is your events calendar for the week. Are you a Kingston-based artist seeking an arts residency this summer? 
If so, make sure to apply for the local arts residency delivered to you by the City of Kingston's Arts and Culture Services Department. This residency will be offered to four local artists and lasts for four days per artist. It includes the use of two spaces in the Kingston Grand Theatre, located at 218 Princess Street, the Baby Grand, which is a black box theatre, and the Regina Rosen Auditorium, a performance hall. The deadline to apply is next Wednesday, April 5th by 5pm, so head over to cityofkingston.ca slash explore for more information. Circling back to this Wednesday, Matthew Jacobs from the Center of Neuroscience Studies at Queen's University hosts his Brainstorm series at the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, located at 130 Johnson Street. Jacobs has experience from Open Minds, an organization that includes perspectives from neurodivergent self-advocates to make education more accessible, which relates to his Brainstorm series focus on cognitive perception. He will present research, advocacy work, and have fun activities like illusions for audiences. This event is from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. and is free to attend, but registration is required, so check out calendar.kfpl.ca slash events for more information. Coming up on Thursday, the Pol Political Studies Graduate Students Association is excited to host Jonathan Pignot in room 202 at Robert Sutherland Hall, located at 138 Union Street. Pignot is the deputy leader of the Green Party of Canada and will present a talk titled Meeting Global Challenges, Canada's Responsibilities in a Chaotic World. This event takes place from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. and is free to attend with no registration required, so feel free to stop by mid-workday. Next up on Friday, the Kingston School of Art, located at 647 Princess Street, welcomes drop-ins for its open studio printmaking class. This class is instructed by an experienced artist and provides participants with a crash course on printmaking history and supplies to do your own printmaking. This is the last open studio printmaking class for winter, so make sure to visit ksoa.info to register for your $35 all-inclusive drop-in. To end off your week on Sunday, don't miss out on Scott Owen Live at the Brass Pub, located at 403 Princess Street. Owen is a proud country artist with multiple singles and EPs that he performs across eastern Ontario. If you're looking to get loud and liquored for free, make sure to stop by from 10pm to 1am with a government-issued ID. I'm Mary McKetty, and those are all the events we're highlighting for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in to CFRC's news programming. If you ever have a news story or tip to share, please reach out to news at cfrc.ca. Stay tuned for more programming coming up next. Every day in Canada, one in six households struggle to put nutritious food on the table. Martha's Table is a community meal program for those in need. Martha's Table offers takeout and delivered meals seven days a week. Food insecurity is not simply about a lack of food. The ripple effects are wide and far-reaching, affecting physical and mental health, social connection and community, employment and aspirations, family life, and more. To reduce isolation, Martha's Table has opened up an emergency warming center where guests can get a warm beverage during the cold months. On June 16, 2023, we're running a fundraising event called Empty Boards at the Grand Theatre in Kingston. Ticket holders will enjoy listening to the Kim Pollard Band, followed by filling their empty charcuterie boards with locally cured meats and cheeses. At the end of the evening, guests will take home their selected boards as a keepsake. The proceeds from the concert will benefit Martha's Table guests by generating 18 meals per ticket. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.